You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good morning. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome to this morning's Morning Manor broadcast being brought to you through TalkShoe. Uh, I am Apostle Rose White, and this broadcast is being hosted by the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. We do want to welcome each and every one of you to today, and we pray that you are excited. This is election Tuesday, and so it marks a very important day um, for our nation, and so we pray that you are going to be encouraged, you're going to be blessed, but today being a different kind of day, I pray that you're going to leave this broadcast also informed, also challenged, also empowered, also enlightened, amen, and so uh, today we are going to be Uh, doing a program that's going to be sort of like a roundtable. It's open discussion for today. Uh, We are asking that uh, all of our guests uh, please be mindful as we do have where we'll be opening up for each and every one of you to be able to share um, if the Spirit of the Lord leads you. Um, You know, because this is not about a debate. It's not about, um, you know, trying to... um, put one or another down. This is where we're able to come and to sit, to listen to one another, um, and to be able to do as the Bible tells us, and that is to reason together. There may be things in which God has shown you that some of us may not have been seen, and vice versa, and we grow from one another. Amen? And so we're going to start off um, this morning. I'm going to give our word for today. Uh, We're going to be reading uh, a few little uh, scriptures, and so I do ask that you go ahead, get your Bible, get your pad, get your pen ready, because even the comments um, that uh, individuals make here on this broadcast might be something that you want to take a note of and go back and ponder on it and think about it just a little bit. And so with that said, uh, I am going to start our morning broadcast today with our word for today which is Right Choice Tuesday. Today being Election Tuesday, may we be a people that will make right choices based on God's word and through the leading of his Holy Spirit on this Right Choice Tuesday. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, at this time, what we're going to do is Again, this is that that open uh, forum this morning, and we want to look at a couple of things. There are some things that I am going to be pointing out in the scripture. I'm going to ask for um, some assistance here with the reading of scriptures. And so um, I'm not sure if um, uh, Minister Carla is on, uh, Pastor Baker, I know she's on. And I'm going to ask for um, Evangelist Scott 
uh, I may be calling for you all to read. But and I think that what I'd like uh, in advance, uh, Evangelist Scott, if you would, if you don't mind, if you're in a position to pull um, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 to 28, I'm going to ask um, Brother uh, Thomas. Well, let's see. Uh, if he would read Matthew chapter 22, verse 15 to 22, um, I'm going to be reading myself from the Amplified Version of the verse that Evangelist Scott is going to be reading. And so at this time, uh, Evangelist, if you have our first scripture, I'm going to have you to read for us this morning. We're going to sort of switch up here just a little bit. Amen. Evangelist Scott? I'm here. You said 1 Corinthians? Yes, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 27 to 28. I'm sorry, First Corinthians? Yes, chapter 1, mm-hmm. verse 27 and 28. Okay, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to conform the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to perform the things which are mighty and the and base things of the world and things which are despised has God chosen ye and the things which are not to bring to naught things that are amen amen thank you so much evangelist God as we can See, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27 to 28, it's saying uh, a couple of things here. I'm going to read that particular verse also right. from the Amplified just before Brother Thomas comes forth with Matthew chapter 22. Okay. Uh, and it says in the Amplified version, but God has selected for his purpose the okay. foolish things of the world to shame the wise revealing their ignorance, and God has selected for his purpose the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong, revealing their frailty. God has selected for his purpose the insignificant base things of the world and the things that are despised and treated with contempt even the things that are nothing, so that he might reduce the nothing, the things that are. If there's ever a time that we're in a place, you know, doing this particular uh, election, uh, there are, you know, God is going to, to get the glory no matter what. And, you know, our thing is, is that God has a divine purpose and he has a, a divine plan. 
And so much divide has come up because of this particular election, so many things that have been said, um, so much action. And if there's ever a time that there's so much bickering amongst the body of Christ, it is uh, right now. Um, I have been sort of observing. A lot of times people don't realize, and that's what people do. They go to your Facebook pages, and they've been watching the stuff that you put out there, the stuff that you say. Um, and I'm real careful about, you know, even some of the pages that I go to and some things that I began to see that people have on their posts that are put out by other individuals, I have to quickly sort of cut off because you see a lot of debates that brings about argument. Um, I've seen relationships that have totally been torn. Um, you know, friends have been split. Uh, uh, churches have become chaotic because of the various views. Uh, and so this particular morning, we want to look at things from the Word of God so that we can reason together, most importantly, so that we can pray that there will be a peace in the midst of confusion and that we're going to speak peace over all of this because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy is uh, not the prince of peace, you see, but he is the prince of confusion. And that's what his goal is. That is what his aim is, and that is to bring about confusion. So I'm going to ask Brother Thomas if he would to read for us Matthew chapter 22, reading verses 15 to 22. That's verses 15 to 22. Amen. Amen. Then went the Pharisees and took counsel how they might entangle him in his talk. And they sent out unto him their disciples with the Hedrian, their disciples with the Hedrian, saying, Master, we know that thou art true and teachest the way of God in truth. Neither carest thou for any man. For thou regardest not the person of man. Tell us, therefore, what thinkest thou? Is it lawful to give tribute unto Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why tempt ye me, ye hypocrites? Show me the tribute money. And they brought unto him a penny. And he said unto them, Those I mean, whose is this image and subscription? They say unto him, Caesar's. Then say he unto them, Render therefore unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's, and unto God the things which are God's. When they had heard these words, they marveled and left him and went their way. Amen. Thank you so much. Brother Thomas, for um, reading our scripture for this morning. Um, you know, when we pull this particular uh, scripture and when we look at this, um, you know, the Bible is very plain and it lets us know that there are things that we are to do as a body of believers. Um, it's not just for certain people, but it's for all the people. 
and he, we see that we are to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. What are the things that we render unto Caesar? We pay taxes. What are other things that we render unto Caesar? We vote. You know, it is our, our duty, um, as first of all, as citizens of the country that we live in here in the United States, but secondly, as kingdom citizens, it is our right to be able to vote to make our voice heard, to make sure that things are followed through uh, according to what we believe based on God's holy word, you see. And so regardless of what others might do, regardless of what others might think, uh, we don't get entangled up uh, with the talk and the chatter uh, and, the, and the lots of, of gestures and the lots of the things that the people of the world are doing or even the things that is being taught in the world. But rather, we look at the word of God. We see what is being taught in the truth of God's word. And those are the things in which you and I are to concern ourselves with. And so in understanding the biblical view of government, we've got to remember on this day, on this particular Tuesday, you know, this being an election, again, even as we've heard in the media uh, and even observing our own selves, those that have been paying attention, because if you are, and, and trust me, let me say this, because I hear it all the time, we have the religious, and that's what I call them, the religious sect, that sort of put their heads in the sand uh, and pay not attention to what's going on. We, uh, as children of God, ought to be wise, uh, you know, of the things that is happening around us in the place in which we live. We need to be aware of the laws and things that are taking place that could affect our right as citizens of the country, but also as citizens in the kingdom. What is it that it's going to do to affect our rights? And what is it that it could possibly take away from? And so you and I have to remember that even as we look back, even on Israel, you know, when it comes to, to understanding the teachings of the Bible, is that, you know, there was uh, Israel believed in a system of government. You know, that government had priests that ruled in the name of God. You see, they recognized the fact that God uh, was their king, that he was the ruler, even in the Bible days. And so authority, you and I have to understand, and we have to truly believe and stand on that, knowing that it is so, is that the real authority resides uh, in God and God alone. See, even though man is put up in a particular place, I believe that all things are governed under the authority of the Lord. And God doesn't allow anything to happen that he did not choose to happen. And so with human government, there is, you know, there is limited power that they have, but everything is always supposed to be intended to be within that framework of God's will. So the best ruler, the best person, the, the best candidate is always going to be the one who is going to best carry out God's design for just rule. And as believers today, we're going to talk about some issues. And I want to hear from you because there are certain areas uh, right now that affects you and I. Uh, if, you are a, 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 if you are a believer in Christ, 
There are values that are very important. If you are a minister of the gospel, a pastor or a leader, um, there, there are values that have to be put in place because you may come up to a place where you are challenged in a certain area, where you are called upon to do something that you don't technically believe is right according to the word of God. But if you are not on top of your game, not having the wisdom, the knowledge, and the understanding, both in the natural as well as the spirit, you're not going to be able to deal with the issues that come. You're not going to be able to handle the things that you're faced with. And so God does not want us to be a people that carry our emotions on our shoulder and we become angry wanting to fight or feel like we've got to uh, um, debate but we've got to know how to rightfully defend the faith. We've got to know that's why we get in the word. That's why we study. That's why we're constantly pushing and pressing that you just don't go on the surface, but that these times of study that I pray that it will cause us all to dig deep, to find out the, the truth, to dig for the nuggets, those golden nuggets that's in the word of God to help us to live effective lives for Jesus. We're all disciples, and we've got to be strong disciples. So what are some of the values um, that is facing us today? Uh, we've got the LGBT and abortion. We've got the health care, which, of course, one of the biggest issues that's being talked about, and that's the Obamacare. We've got terrorism and gun control. I'm just picking out just a few of the things that affect us as a body of believers. Uh, we've got the war. You know, we've got Iran, you know, we, we've got immigration, that's an a issue. Uh, and then let me just say we've got the, the problem with religion, and there are some views that have come up when it comes to religion, and most importantly, uh, I want us to talk a little bit about feminism. And, uh, and sometimes people get a little bit out of shape when I go there, um, but I think that it's very important that we do uh, deal with this particular issue of feminism. And so, so I am going to literally start with that, and then we're going to move uh, to the other areas, and then we're going to openly talk about all of this because it's not just going to be me here today because uh, this is all of us. You know, all of us make up we the people. And all of us as we the people have something that we have seen, something that we have observed, something that affects us on a personal level. And so when it comes to feminism, and we're very thankful, you know, we've got two candidates, and today when we have our time of prayer, we're going to be praying for these two particular candidates. There have been many candidates, but, of course, the two that we see um, that are in the forefront and are before us each and every day, all day, and that's Hillary uh, or Rodman Clinton, and that's Donald Trump. And so we're going to be lifting both of these candidates up today. It's very important that we do so. We cannot become a people that join the bandwagon with everybody else that is bashing or tearing down, but we've got to pray because one of the two is going to be president. <laughs> and so we might as well pray for them now uh, before whoever, whichever one, is going to get in the house. And so when it comes to feminism, when we look at defining feminism, uh, you know, because we have Hillary Clinton that is running for president, and we are so grateful because many of us on this call and many that support many ministries and do lots of things, um, you know, within our country, within our cities, our states, our neighborhoods, right within our home, is women. 
And so when it comes to feminism, this is actually defined as an advocacy of women's rights on the grounds of political, social, and economic quality to men. But let me just state here, and I pray that as we move into 2017, those of you that follow us and that are with us, uh, as we go into our and really go back into relaunching our, our Women of Right Design and our women's ministry, we're going to be talking lots of things when it comes to women as a whole. You know, God has created those of us here, uh, the women that are on this line, so wonderfully. And he has placed great treasures within us all, both male and female. Uh, within us as women, we've got to recognize the importance of the roles in which God has called us to. And there are some roles that he never called us to. But because of the world system, because of the views and the mindsets and how a lot of times the enemy has, has uh, totally manipulated our minds and placed things on the inside, we have felt that we ought to have the same quality in all areas, not just in a few, but in all areas. You see, and some things you and I was never really put in a position where we were supposed to do. And so when it comes to presidency, we're, we're excited to see the fact that there is a woman that is running for president. Praise the Lord, you know, because it lets us know that there are many things that's within us that we're capable of doing. But let me just say that still at the end of the day, whether we want to, to, to see it as not, God still created the man as the head and as the rule. And there are some responsibilities that we as females were never supposed to be put in place of. That's why we, a lot of times we have some of the struggles that we have and the troubles that we have. Don't you know there are many women, uh, including myself, that are totally broke down in our bodies, you know, because we've taken on tasks and responsibilities that we've had to do, that we've been forced uh, to have to take on. Uh, but there are some things that we have chosen to take on that add additional burdens, that add additional problems, and creates more chaos. You see, some things we actually create on our own. And so during this time of election, I pray that for us that are women, that we will begin that if it is Hillary Clinton that is running for president, that we will see her as uh, a person that we know that, Lord, you have placed within us strength, you have placed within us abilities, but at the end of the day, you have still called us to be that woman. You are still called us to be that place in which we recognize that in the home we have a role. For those that are married, we recognize the fact that we're still not to head and we're not to rule over our husband. You know, we're still to, to submit ourselves unto the higher powers. We're still to be able to have that place where we can be feminine, where we can be sweet, where we can have that low spirit of heart. Meekness, not weakness. Humility, not pride. And so be careful when it comes to the feminist movement. Because a lot of times that's what happens. It leads into prideful acts. It leads into um, a lot of times feeling like there's no reason for to have a man. Do you know that's why many women today are choosing not to even marry? Because their mindsets are, I am woman, hear me roar. You know, I don't have to have any type of male leadership whatsoever 
in my way. And here we've got the LGBT that breaks out. We've got the lesbians that breaks out. We've got more and more young women that have no desire uh, to have males in their life, to have a relationship. As a matter of fact, they're turning themselves over to be men. They are preferring to be the male factor. And so let us take this time to be able to come to some understandings when it comes to the feministic movement uh, and begin to pray that we, again, we've got to follow. Lord, help us to, to repent. Help us to turn to the Lord and help us to seek him while he may be found. Help us to be in the word of God like never before. And so on that particular topic, amen, this morning, I'm going to ask uh, for anyone that may, before we move, because we're going to go right into with that particular area, we're going to go into the beliefs of these two particular candidates because the Lord began to give me different things that we need to look at between the two. And if you haven't voted, this is not to persuade you one way or the other. You need to be led by the Spirit of God based on the Word of God, based on what's on the inside of you into who you are to vote for. But one thing is for sure, you need to get out and vote. If you have not, make your way to the polls. Uh, As Pastor Baker was mentioning to me earlier, if you are in a place of handicap or someone that you know is not, then there are places where you can go. You don't have to get out of your vehicle. Somebody can come out to the car to you to make sure that you vote. But it's important that you do so. And so with that, I'm going to open it up for anyone that has anything to share where we are dealing with um, the feministic movement um, and going into that that LGBT belief and philosophy uh, about same-sex marriage uh, where it's okay you know, for men to marry men and women to marry women, uh, or even the bisexual, uh, the transgenders today. Uh, All of that, that is an issue that is facing us as believers today. So if anyone that has any comments um, this morning on that particular area alone, um, the the, um, lines are open for you to be able to share. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And I was just waiting on trying to give somebody this opportunity. You know, I believe that we're, as you said, we're living in a time where it is so critical that we have the mind of Christ because it doesn't really matter who the president is going to be, but we know that in the feminist uh, movement, if Hillary, Hillary Clinton, Clinton becomes our president, we know that she pushes the L- LGBT community and the abortion, and she pushes, and she supports all these things, which is against the very nature of God. Amen? And all these things, the Bible says, are an abomination to him. But we know that in part of her agenda is that she wants to treat everybody the same equal. I guess it's equal rights she, she's uh, putting out there. But as for the believers, we have to be so careful because what, the agenda is, it's going to affect the church greatly and mightily because if that agenda goes forth, amen, and we don't know what the plan of all the plan of God is right now, but if that agenda goes forth, it's going to usher in some very critical times for the church and for the body of Christ. And that is going to be the place where we're going to have to know who we believe in and be able to take a stand for what we believe in. Amen. 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 
and piggybacking off of that, uh, Pastor Baker, you mentioned something that's very important. Uh, for any uh, pastors that are listening, uh, if you are pastoring a church, if you don't make sure that your bylaws and constitution uh, has been updated, because there are many churches, and especially amongst the black church and the small black church, uh, we tend to think that what we created 20 years ago when your church started, that that's what's holding today. Well, I'm afraid to tell you it ain't so, because how you orchestrated and organized your ministry back then and what little bylaws, because many of us, especially in small, little small churches, uh, you know, we didn't even have, we didn't set up no bylaws. We don't, we, we just didn't. Let's tell the truth. And, uh, and so if you have not put in place a legal structure to protect your house today, so because because of the LGBT and because if Hillary Clinton comes in place um, and she does support, she highly supports, that's one of the, the things that she takes on. And these were things that we even shared even back with, before President Obama was president. There are certain, certain things that are anti the word of God. And so because they, uh, they believe and she believes that, that um, you know, it's okay to, uh, uh, as um, they said, the same-sex marriage, you know, and the same thing is for abortion, that it should be legal. If these individuals come into your church, pastors that are listening, hear me well, ministers of the gospel that are marrying people, hear me well. If you are advertising, you've got, you know, marriage chapels, wedding chapels, um, and that you are listed out there to marry folks, if you don't have stuff in line and they come to you to say, I want you to marry me, uh, and you choose not to because you're a Christian, but yet and still there's no legal boundaries, nothing legal, nothing written, nothing spoken within your bylaws, in your charter, within your constitution. You can be sued. It's a possibility your church will be put up for target. And so you've got to ensure and make sure, double check uh, that you have put stuff in place to protect your rights, to protect the ministry that God has called you to, to safeguard, you know, your righteous beliefs based on the word of God. Because trust me, these people are out with a vengeance. And, of course, we all know that uh, with this particular election, many of the people that are supporting you know, the candidates, they are the ones that also believe that it's okay. And so we just wanted to mention this. Now, everyone a lot of times bashes uh, Trump, and there are lots of crazy stuff that comes out of his mouth. I'll be the first one to agree. But, again, we have to make sure that whoever we choose is closest to what we believe based on the word of God. And so with Clinton, we know that she believes that abortion should be legalized. It has been spoken has come forth from her mouth. That should be a woman's choice. Uh, and also to have them to marry the one you love. Whereas Trump believes that abortion should be limited. You see, abortion should never just be because, well, I have got pregnant. I ain't ready for no baby. This baby got to go. That's not his belief whatsoever. He also believes that when it comes to marriage, it should be between, be between a man and a woman, and that it should be defined state by state. That was his words. 
And so when it comes to those particular issues, those are things that I look at. I'm not looking at male, female. I'm looking at what are your beliefs, what do you represent, and what do you stand for. Okay, so that's the issue there with the LGBT and with that abortion. Before we move to the next area, is there anyone else that have any comments about this particular area dealing with uh, LGBT, with abortion, or with the feministic movement? All right. Amen. Let's look at the second area. Um, You know, when we talk about, uh, um, you know, terrorism, when we're looking at gun control. You know, even today for you and I as Christians, it's a sad thing for us to have to, you know, never know that when someone can actually come in our church um, and they can shoot you, come in your city, in your state. And do you know, because today there are many home churches, because many pastors recognize that with everything that's hitting the fan and everything that the that we are facing financially, economically, many churches today are doing what we do. They have the church with our walls. Um, they are, many are going having the home churches. There are so many home churches that are popping up all over the place. You may not hear about them now, but trust me, you're going to hear about them later. You know, they are coming up. Um, because the finances are just not there. Donations don't come in. People don't give. People are just not in a place to afford to have an outside building. And because of the laws that's being put on the physical church, on the local church, uh, many pastors have just decided, you know what, it's just not worth it at the end of the day. You know, we're going to go and we're going to have the Internet church. Whereas it may not have been a big thing back in the day, I'm seeing more and more, even on Facebook, more and more pastors that are now doing the Internet church, the church without walls. So it is the, the, the wave of the future. Whether we want to accept it or not, it is where we're going to. And so because of the danger, the terrorism, you know, um, whereas President Clinton, she is stating to ban, she's looking at wanting to ban the guns. And, and of course, we look at the fact that uh, it's important that we watch out for our safety. But in many neighborhoods, there are people that choose to have uh, certain types of protection. My mother always used to have a little handgun, you know, just to protect what belongs to her in case someone would try to break in. But where it is that we've got to be able to recognize is that we've got to see those that are bringing in weaponry that can bring about harm, that can come in with AK-47, that can walk in with these machine guns and go into a church and kill up all the preachers up on the pulpit or or take out all the leaders that are bringing forth, take out an entire choir, take out ministers of music, take out missionaries, deacons, elders, just walk in and start shooting. There has to be a limitation. You see, that in churches today, you know, our security officers should be, because there are some mega churches and many churches, because their tar- churches are targeted, they do have security in the house, and they are able to wear a, a handgun because they do have to protect and shield on the inside of the house. And so if you ban everything, we have to sort of weigh that out and begin to pray. You know, Lord, show us which way to go. So remember, even with this is concerned, we've got to be concerned about um, uh, each other. We've got to be concerned about our family. And terrorism is a big thing. In our churches, there is so many that may come inside of our church with the only idea 
and that is to bring about hurt, to bring about harm. They're coming in expectation of taking somebody out today. You see, terrorism is on an all-time high. So we have to be alert to that, that it's not just happening in Iran or Iraq. It's not just happening, you know, over in other parts of the world. Today it's right in our own back door. So let us be concerned about that. Uh, And with that goes hand in hand with war as a whole, even with Iran. You see, because President Clinton, um, she also supports the framework for nuclear deals. You know, she wants to continue the diplomacy efforts. You know, even when it comes to certain sanctions, she wants to work toward, you know, the solutions for two states. She doesn't want to freeze, you know, certain things. But now when we look at Trump on the other side, he's radical. He is, I will say that, he is radical. But guess what? He is saying we need to walk away from all those crazy nuclear talks. There has to be an increase in sanctions. So, again, let's weigh out and look at what's going to be important for your church, for your city, for your state, for your neighborhood, for your community, for your household. What's going to be one of the things that you value the most? You see, I think that it is important, even though we say there's one that's quick, you've got a quick, uh, 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 what they call it, trigger finger. But, you know, we have to be able to be watchful if there's someone that's out to bring you harm. So is there anyone that have any comments uh, when it comes to, I mean, and this is an open discussion. So, you know, sometimes there are things that we do need to talk about and openly be able to share. And there may be something um, that has been brought to your attention um, that we have not. If, if not, if anything, this is just for information, FYI, uh, for us all as believers, that we are aware to carry events. Amen. It's not just about Bible speaking in tongues, jumping and shouting. Sometimes we need to know uh, what's happening right in our own backyard. Any comments? Amen. 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 I'm going to make another comment. Amen, because I do feel it's important. I think about um, we're living in time, and we we have to really, really, like you said, consider this. We're living in time where you do have to protect yourself. You need to, you know, and then, yes, we pray, and yes, we believe in God, but people have no fear of God, you know, and they have no fear of life or taking your life. So, you know, that we have to find a balance there, too. Um, I know Hillary wants to ban, but I think she's talking more about control and limited the types of guns that people can get, and I, and I certainly, and I can agree with that because I worked in retail, and you'd be surprised of how many mistakes people make when they are applying for guns because you can get them right on the spot. Even when the people are taking in the information, they're supposed to make sure that they have an address, not a P.O. box. But a lot of times when we was going through some of the paperwork, some of the other people had, you know, we, we had to keep track of those guns and we couldn't, we couldn't find who the gun really belonged to because they didn't have the right address or the right information. So people still can get guns. And so we, as a people of God, have to be, you know, we need to ask God, what is it that you want us to do? Because at the end of the day, we're going to be put in a position that we're going to have to protect ourselves in that sense or Perhaps, you know, depending on God, protect our homes and our children. So do we want guns? Do we want to ban guns when everybody have guns? 
you know, when people are stealing guns and selling them all over the world, where do we stand? Where are we going to stand when it comes to, you know, yes, we believe in God, but also there are people out there that have absolute no scruples. So my question is to us, where are we going to stand? You know, and that's the question we have to ask. Where are we going to stand in that gun control and that gun Amen. Amen. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, do you know there are not many churches that would even uh, uh, talk about these particular issues? They would say, you know what, that doesn't apply to us. That's not important. But do you know these things are very important to us? It is vital that we understand these things and that we look at it uh, and we take it as it is because we are in dangerous times. And so there does have to be a limit that is placed on, um, you know, as far as the types of guns that are used. I actually went into a um, went into a, a, um, a, a, a what do you call those trade shops where you can go in and you can you can trade items or get items uh, for a certain amount of money, pawn shops. And uh, and there are all kinds of guns. They have a certain areas. I mean, they have all kinds of guns, machine guns, you name it. And, uh, and so, you know, this is the reason why even today many of our teenagers, they get their hands on these types of guns. And so we want to make sure that we pray that uh, whichever one is, it becomes president, that these things will be taken into consideration because we've got our children at stake. We've got young lives that are at stake. We've got our families that are at stake. Another area, of course, that we want to look at today, and that's immigration. You know, immigration. Immigration has affected all of us at some point or another. You know, living for me, living in Miami, Florida, gave me a rude awakening. Uh, you know, I, I just, I had just had never experienced what I experienced until I moved to Florida. And being there for many, many years, over 10 years, I just could not believe what I saw. And so, you know, there, because you have so many immigrants. Now, of course, we know New York also being a melting pot of immigrants that come from all across the world. Um, but you know what? At the end of the day, being in New York as well, um, you know, used to go up there almost every weekend and seeing all of the different races represented and cultures there, still there was something different about going to Miami, Florida. It was just something completely, totally different. It cannot even be explained. And so when it comes to immigration, we've got to even hear the heart of God even when it comes to that. We want to be a country that represents all people, but we also have to make sure that we're bringing in right people that are here that have a right heart, a right mind. You know, and uh, there is a supporting. We do know that with President uh, uh, Clinton, you know, there is that support of reform. And, of course, she wants to waive, uh, she's putting in the, the programs to waive deportation and to be able to expand some things. Uh, but she also wants to be able to give the residents that are undocumented, and there are so many in Miami. I mean, trust me, I know. I worked with so many different um, uh, 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 within the Hispanic community, and uh, there are so many that are undocumented to be able to give them legal status. I feel that, you know, there's a, it's important that we know who's coming in to our country and what they're doing. You know, like even as the Bible tells us to know those who labor among you, <laughs> you know, we need to know those who live among us. We need to understand why they're here, what's their purpose. 
And so whereas Trump now, you know, he wants to take it to another level, he's looking at deporting and sending out everybody, you know, that's not documented. You know, if they've got a criminal record, they got to go. Bye, see you later, hasta la vista. You know, he's looking at freezing those green cards and even temporarily banning some migrants from actually entering here in the United States. Now, is that all bad? I'm not going to say that it is. Because we have to have some control. Uh, you just can't have anybody and everybody coming into your place. You see, it's just like in your house. You're not going to have anybody coming up in your house, you know. Uh, um, so, therefore, it's the same with this country. This is our house. This is our country. And so there should be some limitations. Uh, there should be some watching, some observing, some researching, and making sure of who's coming into the place so that we don't have the 9-11s taking place, so we don't have the Oklahoma bombings that takes place. You know, uh, there has to be the importance of understanding those particular people. Are there any anyone that have any comments dealing with immigration? Amen. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm mean, quiet in the house this morning. My goodness. <laughs> Well, I was kind of concerned that um, being that we're li- I'm living up here in the um, Orange County area, they're having, um, my concern having uh, Clinton, uh, Hillary had uh, okayed all these refugees uh, mm-hmm. to come up here and they just, they're going to be dispersed. And me and my spiritual mother was talking about it and, and what you were saying about the concern <clears throat> of these people coming here. We don't know what, you know, what the, per. I mean, we try with, first of all, all our tax dollars is going to be supporting them. They're going to be put up in different places. They're going to have well-fed food stamps and uh, they're going to get all set up and they're going to be dispersed here and different parts of here of Westchester County, Orange County up here. And we would, well, she, you know, she brought it to my, um, you know, uh, to my um, attention, and she said, you know, uh, you know, we come here, you know, to have a better life. And then, like you said, it's like a rude awakening. People come in here. You don't know what the purpose are. Uh, people can be living underneath you and setting you up, and um, something happened. And they said, well, you know what? They were quiet, and they were just my neighbors. And and here, uh, they're um, they're connected with uh, terrorist activity. And um, and something happened terrible. And like you said, we don't actually know who 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 they are. And I'm kind of concerned um, because, I mean, I live right here and we you know, we don't want anyone to come in here and, and attack us or uh, uh, to put our family in arms way. And I, I'm like, it's like a hair razor, you know, like um, do if you do or do if you don't. And I really I was like really concerned. Um, that we're so freely to, like you said, to have people come here and, um, you know, open up ourselves to um, arms way. Um, it is a very big issue because America always want to look like they, we want to help everybody. We can't help, help everybody. You know, right. um, you stay in your own backyard, you know, but uh, this is like they said, the land of the free. Uh, you know, and we let everybody in here. Uh, I'm not uh, being biased or anything like that. Uh, but, of, of course, other, you know, 
uh, we have a lot of, um, like you said, immigration. Uh, even here in my area, okay, we have a lot of Mexican, Spanish, and uh, they're, they like uh, take up the whole town here. I mean, like, so like, you know, they got their restaurants and they got their businesses and, and hear me, um, thank, thank be, I mean, praise be to God that I'm able, that I was able to actually open my business here, but, but they got it all sewed up and um, they lock it down. And That's I'm right. like, okay, so now you can come from another country. I'm a United, I'm a United States citizen. And I can't, if I ask for food stamps, they, they got to call me up and down. They got to find out how much money I make, um, oh, how many people in your household. And, and they got to, you know, but they come in here, they have their families, they get together, um, and they have five, I mean, what they say in one house, but they're, they, they're put up and they support everybody. They give them all the food stamps. They give them all the money. And uh, they don't work nowhere. They don't have no kind of citizenship. Now, I would go into a, a social area. If I needed some type of help, they'll put me through the ringer. I mean, I've had been there. And um, they said, well, you can only get this certain amount. But then they could come in here. They have five and six, 20 kids, and to, to 20 kids saying, and, and, this, and, and give them all my, the, I mean, I'm working. Tax dollars, all this is going to them. They set them up in houses. They got food stamps, and I'm like, okay, this is not right. That's this right. Is not right. Well, you know what? You you said something, and that's a very important thing. That's why we have to pray and be very aware of this type of thing. You see, because uh, I am definitely a witness uh, with what you're saying. Got evidence to prove it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> even when it comes to those being able to become legal. You know, here in the state of North Carolina, you know, once upon a time, you had some Mexicans, you had Puerto Ricans, and if you are a person coming in this country to try to be legal and, uh, you know, uh, they may not try to push you so much to become legalized here in North Carolina. That was that once upon a time. But yeah. you take that same person that is Hispanic into a place such as Miami, and I'm a witness, witness to it, take them right into Miami, Florida, where the majority of the population is Hispanic, and within a matter of days, boom, 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 they've got a green card. And it is very right that in certain areas um, that you go into when it comes to, and we're talking about, you know, here dealing with waiving and, and, and reform uh, and legalizing undocumented individuals, we have to use wisdom because, again, you may be that have been born and bred and you've raised your children here, and when you go through that hard time, because sometimes bad things happen to good people, sometimes all of us run through a slump, but when, and I've been there myself, but when I've had to go to social service to try to get aid, to try to get assistance, you are exactly right, Evangelist. I mean, actually, they turned me down, you nice. know, and, uh, but I had others that were in that same office with me um, that had come uh, from Puerto Rico, and, uh, I mean, they come out not just with, uh, and back in the day, you know, food stamps with a little paper. It wasn't the little EBT card that they give today. Right. I mean, they, they come out, uh, you know, not even having anything, and they had two, three, four hundred dollars $400 worth of food stamps, and me and my son were struggling um, and couldn't get anything. 
um, living off of $7,000 a year, you know, and, uh, and here these people come and get fed. So we have to use wisdom. Yes, we do want to be a country where people can see us as a land that is flowing with milk and honey, but we also have to pray that right judgment be made, that those individuals that are coming here are because they're coming so that they're not, because there are some countries where people are dying every day because of their Christian beliefs. People are being killed for no reason because of communistic views, you know, and there are some people that need to come into a safe haven to protect their own lives as well as the lives of their families. But to allow individuals to come into a place to be able to stay for an unlimited amount of time, if ever, to become, get it right, to become legal. Um, I think that it should be, you know, uh, everything done decently and in order. Uh, Mm. Things have to be done right. So, of course, again, we look at the difference between our, our candidates, and that's another area that we have to weigh out, being persuaded in your mind and your heart through the word of God, by the spirit of God, that right decisions will be made on today. And, of course, uh, the last thing that I do want to mention, thank you so much, Evangelist, because that was, that's a powerful, that's a, that's a subject that we could actually take the whole uh, uh, 45 minutes to an hour just to talk about, um, and that's immigrants and immigrant laws and the reforms of immigration. Well, maybe um, I need to come back down to Columbia, South Carolina, where I, where I was born and half raised. <laughs> You are in New York, so you deal with it in a heavy way, um, mm. the same as Miami that's made. Now, North Carolina, of course, is very heavy. There are certain parts of North Carolina, especially up in the Madison, Mayor Dan Stoneville area, um, and my brother and I both who lived up in there, but my brother, the longest, uh, even working in those areas, uh, is almost predominantly a Hispanic community now. You know, right. where it used to be, uh, you know, mostly one race, now it, it has been uh, consumed with a whole different culture. So, we, you know, again, we've got to pray, and we've got to pray effectively that right decisions be made in this time and in that particular arena. And you know uh, what? And- I just wanted to point out something, that they said this place, I mean, we have we have billions of dollars, and like you said, we support we support, um, they said we don't, this country don't have the deficit and we don't, but we, this country have a lot of money because when they pour into, like you said, when they come here and they set them up and they give them all, you know, uh, this money, I mean, I've witnessed, you know, uh, you know, you give a person $4,000 check just to get furniture. I mean, this is, I'm looking at, I'm taking, I'm working hard and this money is, I mean, it's being poured into, I mean, say, for instance, I mean, all of us are working and you, you're giving someone, I mean, coming in and like I said, you say setting them up, giving them this type of money. And here's my tax dollars. You coming home like $2,000 uh, every two weeks. And if they chopping it down and by the time you get home, it's like seven fifty, you know, because <laughs> it's being dispersed to all these uh, social services and all this. I mean, I mean I'm not again, but listen, I mean, you work hard, and then now you want, and something like you said, you come into hard times, and um, and you might have to go for assistance. And you say, well, you know, I'm a taxpayer, and I can't go in the same country that I was here 
here and, and get any help. And it's their mindset and the mentality. <laughs> yeah. Lord have mercy. Absolutely. And you know, but however, I'm... it is what it is. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's true. Uh, <laughs> it's really, and it makes me laugh, but it makes me, it sort of bothers me a little bit too, you know, when, when you think about it. And uh, I, I know this is something that we can go on and on. Yeah, on our experiences, but you know, I, I I used to sometimes back in the day, I had a little a little blue opal with a little hoopie, and I had uh you know I was riding on a donut, and one window was broken out, and I was trying to get to church. I had cardboard in the window, you know, and I was working at the doctor's office. Look at that, supposed to be looking like prestigious, working at the doctor's office, but couldn't even afford to get a tire on there and get somebody to fix my window. And a lot of times I would pass others, you know, um, you know, that may be coming from a different country, and they would have brand new that actual year, you know, trucks with the big wheels. And I'm like, Lord, I'm just trying to make it through. You know, I'm working every day. But, you know, what? again, we, we've got to pray, and we got to okay. trust the Lord that, again, that there is a right choice. Quickly, before, before the time is to this morning, and I'm so thankful. I love that particular subject because, you know, we want to pray for people from every culture. And it's not just Hispanics, but, you know, we have people that come here from Haiti. we got people come from Africa. People come from France, from all over the world, China, Japan, you name it, they are here. Um, and we just want right things to be done um, so that people of America, those you and I that have been born, bred, raised here, that we will be able to not be overlooked because we've been here all the time. And so there are just right things that we've got to pray uh, when it comes to this issue. Lastly, I do want to quickly say that we've got to pray for both of these candidates because of religion's sake. Uh, you know, uh, in the 2015 Women's World Summit, um, the April, and I, I made a documentation of this, um, that uh, Secretary uh, uh, Hillary Clinton had stated that laws have to be backed up with resources and political will, and deep-seated religious beliefs have to be changed. Um, I was concerned, you know, uh, when, when listening to that then and reading about it now, um, because everyone today is on the bandwagon, I'm a Christian. Everyone is on the bandwagon, um, you know, that I believe uh, in the Bible. But we have to make sure that whatever candidate comes into place, we've got to pray that they will recognize that um, our freedom to be able to serve the Lord, and as they said with President Obama says, it's no, he no longer talks about freedom of religion but freedom of worship. Well, there's a big difference in the, in the terminology and in the wording. And so, you know, when it comes to our freedom to be able to continue to serve um, and to believe the way that we believe has to be protected, it is vital. Uh, it's, it's very, very vital. So we don't really fully understand everything as far as the, the mentality of Donald Trump. There has been talk about um, that some of the large mainstream leaders have been able to have ministered to him. Supposedly he has given, you know, supposedly have given his life over to the Lord. Um, and at the same time, everyone, it says you judge a tree by the fruit it bears. So therefore we've got to pray for him. We pray that he has made a right choice and made that decision to serve the Lord uh, with his heart, mind, and soul. 
We pray for uh, um, Hillary Clinton, that she comes to know the Lord and that she recognizes that, you know what, there is nothing about the word that we have to change. The word is the word. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we've got to abide by the law of God's law. And that everything that we do has to be backed up according to the word of God. So it has nothing to do with a personal opinion. It has to do with a biblical fact. <laughs> you see? And so we want to pray this morning, as this has just been an absolute highlight, and it's a special, different type of uh, broadcast on today. So bear with us uh, on this morning. And uh, But before we, we get ready, I'm just going to quickly just sort of cover uh, us in, in just five or ten minutes of prayer. But I do want to make sure that we are uh, at a place, if there's anyone that has something that you wanted to quickly share when it comes to maybe something you have seen, even when it comes to the religious views, uh, because this is a very important uh, area, and we've got to pray for both of these candidates that they will both uh, make right decisions when it comes to the Bible and what the Word of God has to say pertaining you and I today. If there anyone that have any comment, uh, quick remark that you want to make regarding that. Amen, Apostle Ro. I'm just going to make this quick statement. Um, if, uh, you know, I, I just believe that it doesn't matter which candidate that we uh, that that is chosen today that it is going to be a trying time for the church, the church as a whole, the body of Christ. We need to prepare ourselves for the change that is about to take place in this land. So it really doesn't matter who is going to be president because, again, we have to look at the word of God and what, what time and season we're living in. And we're, we're living in a time where the church is getting ready to be shaken like we've never been shaken before because the Bible tells us that judgment begins at the house of God. So there is coming a shaking like never before for the believers because of our religious belief or because of our stance. This is a time where the true men and women of God is going to be able, they're going to be tested. It's going to be whether we're going to stand for what is right or we're going to give in and submit and compromise the word of God. So as people of God, we have to stay mindful and prayerful. And one of the things I told my son, I said, you know, on that little voting thing, Whoever you vote for, and if you don't vote for nobody, there's a little spot down there. You can put your own candidate in there and color it out and call it a day. But, amen, we have to vote. But in that voting, we still have to know that God is ultimately in control, and he has a plan and a purpose, and this, and this nation is on that course. And whoever it is that God puts in that place is taking us to that course. It cannot be altered. And so we just have to be prepared for what it is that God has already planned. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Baker. Amen. Amen. You know what? This is so wonderful. We we need to have more of these type of uh, Tuesdays, roundtable Tuesdays, um, and days that we can just share from the heart because everyone has something on the inside that you can share. And when it comes to this particular day, Election Tuesday, there is so much in all of our hearts. And so recognize that right now there is much that's being said, much that's being spoken through the media, uh, through advertisements, you know, through the videos that we watch, and even through word of mouth, you know, the people that we come in contact with, whether it's on your outside job or in the store, there's going to be a lot of chatter uh, on today. And, again, if you have not yet voted, 
please make sure that you vote prayerfully, not based on a candidate because of, of a feeling or because they said something that has been not what you thought was right, but look deep. See what they believe. See what they stand for. See what they represent in the long run. And let that be your decision. Because, do you know, there have been things that I've actually had to repent for. You know, let's keep it real. Let's be open and let's be honest here. There come times we make decisions based on what we think it should be or how others think that we should do it, not based on what we have learned deeply about a a, a person's beliefs. Many people voted for President Obama not based on what he believed. They voted Mm -hmm. for him because of the color of his skin. Mm-hmm. And today, many of us have said, and which I spoke about that even then at the very beginning, you know, that his beliefs are not conducive to the word of God. And people thought I was being rude for that. Um, but we see the proof is in the pudding today. Everything mm-hmm. that was against the word of God is what he represented. And so all I'm saying to you today is make sure that you search your heart, search the word of God. You know, go by the leading of the Holy Spirit. He'll never lead you wrong. He'll never direct you wrong. And how he leads you may be contrary to family's belief or friends' belief or colleagues' belief. It may be contrary to what the majority of everyone else has to say. But you've got to be led by the Spirit of God. You know, those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. <laughs> you see, and so we want to be the sons of God. That includes us too, sisters. <laughs> okay, and so we are those sons of God. And so I pray, uh, I pray that you all will go forth today. We're going to pray um, this morning very quickly, uh, just for a few moments, not taking up a lot of time because I believe that you know what we need to do. We can do quickly. But we definitely don't want to leave this line without covering everyone in a time of prayer. I pray that you all have been blessed this morning by what you've heard. I pray that you have been informed and some things that perhaps was talked about or shared this morning that gave you a new insight. You know, don't govern, don't listen to everything, don't watch every video. Be careful of what people pour in your spirit but allow the Holy Spirit to to do what needs to be done. Amen. 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 And so I want to close this topic uh, real quickly um, from the Word of God as we studied. And one is taken from 1 uh, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21. 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21. The Amplified Version says, Elijah approached all the people and said, How long will you hesitate between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people of Israel did not answer him so much as a word. And then lastly, Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, Whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you this morning. We give you praise, glory, and honor for this day. We thank you for allowing us to be here on this morning, man, of broadcast. We thank you for every life, every individual that is represented here. And we thank you for the few moments that you have given us to fellowship together, to be able to come and to reason together, to read your word, to be able to speak to one another, oh God, and to hear each other's heart on today. And so, Father, right now, we ask that you would search our hearts. God, if we've made decisions that were based on our emotion or our feelings, Lord, we repent of that today. If we chose, oh God, to go our way rather than what you have told us in your word and being led by your spirit, if we went contrary, Lord, forgive us on today. We repent, oh God, of every action that we took that was not governed by your spirit and based in your word. We repent today, oh God, for having our own mindset that may not have been the mind of Christ. And so today, oh God, we ask that you'll forgive us for even the idle words that we've spoken against the candidates, oh God. We ask that you would bless us, oh God, that we will learn to speak positive things no matter what we hear, no matter what other people are saying. Help us not to be so quick to join the same bandwagon as others, but help us, oh God, to go through life seeing things as you see them, hearing what you have told us to hear, and then speaking only what you have said. Help us, oh God, to be a people that we will put a bridle upon our tongue, that we will guard the words that proceeds from our lips because it's out of the belly and it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. So help us, oh God, today. Wash our heart and wash our minds today, oh God. Cleanse us with the cleansing blood of Jesus Christ. And so, Father, today we ask that you would bless each and every individual on this morning. Those that have not yet voted, we ask that you would bless them, that they will go and that they will do accordingly and that you will lead them by your spirit, that you will order their steps today, that you will direct their paths, oh God, on today, and that your ministry angels that you have on assignment for them, oh God, will be round about them to keep them, oh God, on today. We thank you for shielding us from hurt, harm, and danger. We thank you for blessing every pole today. We thank you for uh, protecting and shielding men and women and young people and families that are going out throughout this nation to vote on today. We thank you for peace today. We speak peace over chaos and confusion. We speak peace today, oh God, over the hearts of troubled minds on today. And we plead the blood of Jesus over our hearts, over our minds, over our bodies, over our families, over our possessions, over our ministries, our churches. Oh God, today we plead the blood over everything that you have placed in our hands, and we thank you today. Father, we give you praise, glory, and honor for every man, every woman, every ministry leader that is represented on this line. We thank you for every church house that is represented. And, Father, we ask that you would bless all that we constantly lift up and intercede for on to each and every morning. Oh, God, you know everyone. You know every name, one by one, name by name. And so, Father, we ask that you would meet the needs of your people on today. Father, we thank you for cleansing our heart, creating us, oh God, a clean heart, renewing us this day, a right spirit. Help us to be led by you on today. Father, we thank you. We praise you for the words that have been spoken on today. And, Father, we ask right now that you would seal this prayer and everything that has been said. We come against every contrary spirit that will try to calm to, to steal. We come against every sabotaging spirit that will try to bring about doubt and unbelief. We come against every unclean spirit and unholy spirit today in the mighty name of Jesus. And this day, oh, God, we release peace. We release truth. We, repeat, we, we release love, power, 
this prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We just thank God. Hallelujah. I don't know how many you can tell. I'm excited this morning. I'll pass the face of Hallelujah. I am ready. Amen. 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 I will be our benediction this morning, Jude 24 and 25. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen, amen, and amen, and to God be all the glory today, because Jesus <laughs> is Lord. Amen. 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 Yes, he is. Yes, he is. God bless you all on behalf of all of us here and on the Morning Matter broadcast and at the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. We don't want to wish you all a wonderful and blessed day today. Go for today on this Right Choice Tuesday, making right choices and helping others to do exactly the same. We love you and shalom. God bless you. Yeah, God bless you, Evangelist. We thank you. We appreciate all your comments and reading for us this morning. Thank you. Amen. God bless you, Minister Carla. God bless you. Thank you, Saints. Thanks of the Most High God. You be blessed today. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, Brother Tommy. Thank you for reading as well. Amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. All right now.
You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.